the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by Love Radio Network. Get ready to kick up some dirt and mud because it's time for San Diego Off-Road Coalition Radio with Dave Stahl. SDORC is here to further off-roading as a safe family experience while promoting and preserving the natural environment. So whether it's bikes, buggies, trucks, or trikes, San Diego Off-Road Coalition Radio brings you the latest news and initiatives in preserving the use of off-highway vehicles and protecting the land and wildlife at the same time. Because together, everyone achieves more. Now, here is your host, Dave Stahl. Welcome to SDORC Dirt Radio, brought to you by Southwest Point of Sale. By the way, FM 961 AM 1170 BS. Brought to you by Southwest Point of Sale. If you're having problems with your cashiers and you're looking to maybe into a self-checkout system, well, Southwest Point of Sale are the experts. You can give them a call at 800-540-2149. Talk to Jeff, Mark, Beth, Ted, Tony, or Ramon. They'll come to your facility. They'll take a look at it. And if it meets all the criteria, they'll hook you up. And with that, you'll get seven-day, 24-hour-day service. I was at lunch with Jeff yesterday. It was 1 o'clock, and sure enough, one of the stores had an issue. They talked. Next thing you know, he sent a tech out on a Saturday afternoon. That's service. Also, we really want to give a big shout-out to Alpha Site Logistics, serving the Imperial Valley for over 20 years. They offer portable toilets, hand wash stations, hand wash trailers, shade trailers, dumpsters, and a whole lot more. Call them at 760-352-8383. Well, Audrey and Nicole are out in the middle of the desert. Uh, If you can go to, what did we say that site was again? Well, the Rebel Rally website. That's the best way to do it. And then they can direct you to YB Races. And YB Races is the app that shows where everybody is, what where they are at the current time. So Nicole and Audrey are number 149, and there are 52 competitors this year. And so you can see 52 little dots. With, it's, they're different colors, and they have their number on the dot. And you can see where they are in the desert relative to the other competitors, and you can see the checkpoints on the ground that they're trying to find. Now, they're trying to find the checkpoints, but the only way they have of locating them is a paper map that has dots on it and a compass. So they don't have a GPS. They don't have a cell phone. They don't have any electronic navigation. They just have to use the map, and they got to look around, and, and they got to find these checkpoints. So there's, there's about 50 vehicles, right? There's 52 competitors, 52 vehicles. 52 vehicles, 104 competitors. So every team is two people. One is driving and the other is navigating. Mm-hmm. And they can switch if they want. But uh, there, there's two people in each car. So they're driving around looking for checkpoints. And there's three colors of checkpoints. There's the green, 
which is a flag on the ground, and you can see it from a ways away. There is blue, which is a rebar post in the ground, so you pretty much have to be right up next to it to find it. And then there's black checkpoints, which there's nothing on the ground. So black checkpoints pay the most points. Blue pays a little less, and green pays less. So what you want to do is drive to the checkpoints, and they give you a little electronic device, and it has a button on it. And when you get to the checkpoint, you push the button, and it tells headquarters that you've reached that checkpoint. So the black checkpoints, you don't know where they are. You think you're at the checkpoint. You follow the map, and you, you believe you're at the right spot. You push the button. You may, in fact, be there, or you may not be there. So there's more checkpoints than anybody can reasonably drive to during a day. And whoever reaches the most checkpoints, whoever gets the most points, is the winner of the event. They have two classes. They have the four-wheel drive class and the all-wheel drive class. And they have the hybrid class. They have a hybrid class? It's all electric. There's a, there's a oh, ID, yeah, yeah. ID4 out there Man. driven by uh, Mercedes Lithenthal, who's been on our show, my show anyway, <clears throat> multiple times. And, yeah, so and you can go to the website. You can find out you know, which number vehicle and who's driving what. The Hohen sisters out of Carlsbad are driving. I think this has got to be their third year, third or fourth year. So, yeah. So, now they won't be back until a week from today. Yeah. They come in not. So, I, I believe that the gala is Saturday night, a week the, from last night. They have a big party at right. the end, award ceremony. Down at Glamis, I think. I think it's at Glamis. Yeah. It was last year. And then. Sunday, I think the girls might be able to come in, and, and boy, well, will they be excited to I'm have I'm going to try we'll have to, to see if I can't get at least, I'd like to get the Hohen sisters and and Audrey to break, go to KUSI next Sunday morning. Oh, in the morning? Like, like you think they want to get up early? I doubt. <laughs> but it sounded good. Well, yeah. we can try. Yeah, we'll we see what try. they say. So, yeah, so if you want to follow Audrey and Nicole, it's uh, Team 149. <laughs> And there's also a listing of other teams so you can sort of pick and choose who you might. Uh, and they'll show you a lot of Jeeps, I noticed, in this, this yeah. year's event. Yeah, well, that's really like a, a great vehicle. Right, right, exactly. So keep your eye on them, root them on. Trust me, they're going to come back with stories that will curl your hair. Oh, I'm I sure. can hardly wait. Yeah. So, you know, Audrey and her husband, they have two Jeeps. They have a 94, and they have a 2018. Right. So the 94 is her husband's Jeep, and it's a very capable off-road vehicle. Like, this thing will go over any rock pile. But let me tell you, driving that thing down the freeway, it's it's no picnic. Yeah. It, it's loud. It's windy. It's cold. It doesn't go very fast. Um, it's not the kind of thing you want to take on a long road trip. But the one now, she's in but, is. But, but now compare that to Audrey's 2018 that thing flies down the freeway. Mm-hmm. It'll go 80 miles an hour all day. It's quiet. It's comfortable. It's right. smooth. And it's also a very capable off-road vehicle. So you take that thing out to the desert. Now, they're not doing a lot of rock crawling. They yeah. might do a little bit. But for the most part, it's dirt roads right. what they're doing. Fire roads, actually. So they can. So they air down the tires. Audrey's vehicle is a very good vehicle for this event. Mm-hmm. 
And Audrey, let me tell you guys, Audrey is a fast driver. Right. She is a good driver, and she's not afraid to put the pedal down. She knows how to go. Now, her uh, her navigator, Nicole, was a navigator in the 2017 Rebel. And she Rally. knows how to navigate. And, and she's and she's learned stuff. She, yeah, like she said, like halfway through the rally, she realized that there is something in the car that was throwing off the compass a little bit. Right? There's steel and there's other magnetic fields inside the car. Mm-hmm. So when they needed to take an important fix, she would have her pull over and she would jump out and stand 10 feet from the Jeep and right. then read the compass. Right. So you have, it took her half of the event to figure that out. And that was out. in 2017. That was in 2017. Yeah, well, it looks, if you can figure out uh, you know, the, the map, I mean, they are all still pretty close together. You know, so it's going to be an interesting race. It's inter- And they can see each other. Yeah. Like they're all driving around the desert and like, oh, I wonder what she's doing over there. Yeah, what's she maybe doing she, over there? And- maybe she's got a checkpoint. So well, and there, and and like you were saying, you know, it's this is only day Friday. Three. So this is only day three. This is day three of, of the driving of competition out of eight. Right, eight. And they, by the way, there's an award for being the the good the good friend friend the good Samaritan the good Samaritan award. That's yeah. what it is. And if you help people out, people get stuck. Well, she's got a winch. They get lost. She's got a really- people break stuff. You right. bring you bring tools and and don't underestimate breaking stuff. Oh, because yeah. these, as good as the vehicles as they are, they're driving it all day on dirt roads, and mm-hmm. so things come loose. Shaking the you know what skis out of them. Yeah, uh, Amy Vollmer almost got it in 2017. She helps SDRC, and uh, and she drove the rally. She's and running this year too. She, no, she's not she's in. She's not it this running year. this year. I thought no. I'd seen her on the. Um, no, but she's helping us put on the, the Lost Lizard Fund. Ah, she, gotcha. She's a big help over there. Um, but I. Um, she was really close. I talked to the the head of the the rally, and they she said it was neck and neck Emily. between her, yeah, Emily, Emily Miller, and another girl, and the other girl just barely edged her out. Emily, yeah, she's the one that put this little insane race together. Mm-hmm. I call her diabolical, but that's and, beside the point. Sure, but the stories that that we're, we're going to well, get a I, lot I will, of great stories I will out have of to this. Say it was cute because before they raced, you know, they were they were at the hotel and they were post. Yeah, all the pictures, so, selfies. Audrey posts what they had for dinner. And here's yeah. Nicole with a salad with beets and onions. Uh-huh. And here's Audrey with a four-pound burger with cheese and bacon. <laughs> <laughs> She's definitely getting ready for this race. All yeah. right, let's take a quick break because we do have some political uh, updates that you might be happy with. Right here on FM 1160 AM 1170. Round, round, get around, I get around, yeah, get around, round, 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 I get around, 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 and he does maintenance as well. So check him out online. Go to WayneMillerTire.com. All right, so you have a little bit of legal uh, news for us. 
Uh, legislative news. Legislative so, news. So the San Diego Off-Road Coalition, we support a lobbyist, a state lobbyist who helps our cause. And we share her with the American Sand Association and the California Off-Road Vehicle Association. So the three groups, we have Kathy Lynch in Sacramento helping us. So this year we decided to run a bill, a legislative bill, that would um, penalize other states that don't allow California green sticker vehicles to operate in their state without buying a separate registration. And the reason we're doing that is is because there's three states out there, uh, Arizona, Utah, and Idaho. Those states, if you go there with a California green sticker, they will not honor it. Now, if you drive your car on the street there, they will honor your California street registration. But off-road, they will not, they won't, honor your registration. So what this bill does, AB 232, it will say if your state does not recognize California off-road vehicle registration, then California does not recognize your state's off-road registration, and you'll need to get another registration in California. So what we're trying to do with this bill is to get the other states to switch to change the way they do business and to recognize California off-road vehicle registrations. And where are we? How's that? How's that bill coming? So that bill, it went through the whole sausage uh, factory of of all the committees, and it went to the governor. And yesterday, the governor signed the bill. So that bill is now a law. It's no longer a bill. It's California state law. So we're very proud. Kathy Lynch was excited our lobbyist all of us were pretty pleased with this so our bill got signed it's now a law so the the biggest group of people that this is going to bother is people who live in arizona and go to glamis mm-hmm. about half the people that go to glamis come from the greater phoenix area mm-hmm. and those people are going to have to get a separate california registration and the dunes are relatively tight um they don't have a lot of ways to get in and out, and it's easy for authorities to check those vehicles. So we're we're pretty stoked about that. So Kathy Lynch got hired uh, about four four and a half years ago, five years ago. Mm-hmm. The off road vehicle program in California was uh, set to sunset. So the the program was started in 1971, and every few years it was set to sunset. What that means is when the state or the federal government, they create a new program, and they're not sure how it's going to fly. They don't want it to just live forever, so they add a sunset to it. They say in five years, this program will end unless it's reauthorized. And so the off-road program has had a sunset every five or ten years since 1971. And in 19, I'm sorry, 2017, the program was set to expire again. So I saw that coming. And I had been involved in the, the 2007 reauthorization of the program, and it was, it was a lot of trouble. It was a big deal. We were fighting with these environmentalists who get involved. And they try to add all kind of restrictions to, mm-hmm. the, um, to the legislation. So I knew it was going to be a hard fight. There's an off-road lobbyist um, who was uh, employed. And while he's good, I didn't think he was enough to take care of us. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to buy, I, I wanted to hire another lobbyist to help. So I, I wrote a grant request to the company Polaris. They make the razors and, and some other great vehicles. 
and they agreed with me, and they gave me $10,000. Wow. And then another guy, Lance Ricotta from Boardmanville, he gave us $5,000, and then we came up with some more money from SDRC, and we are able to hire Kathy. So I met Kathy at a fishing a fishing game, a state fishing game uh, meeting. How long ago was this? Uh, 2016. Oh, okay. I thought we were talking regular. Like, okay. No, so the 2016. So I went to a fishing game commission meeting because I was interested in the flat tail horn lizard that lives all over Akatia Wells, and it was being um, petitioned to be added to the endangered species list of California. So Kathy was at the meeting. She was representing a hunting group, and so I got to meet her and talk to her a little bit, and I, I was really impressed with her. I thought she was she had a strong presence. She was both kind, knowledgeable, mm-hmm. and sharp. You know, she, like, really was sharp. She knew what she was doing. So I, uh, I'd interviewed a few different lobbyists, and when I talked to her, I really thought she was the one. So we, we came up with an agreement. She flew down to San Diego. We signed the papers, and we hired her. So when the uh, reauthorization started... Um, our group, uh, Amy Granite from Corva and I, we spent hours on the phone together reading the legislation and trying to figure out where we wanted to improve it. Like, mm-hmm. okay, we want to take out this word. We want to add this sentence. So we did this lengthy thing, and, the, and we got what we wanted, and we started to look for a lobbyist. Um, uh, sorry, we're looking for a legislator to carry our version. Well, before we could do that, like way before the bill de- introduction deadline, this environmental group got another uh, state senator to carry their version of the reauthorization. Mm-hmm. And it was terrible. It had all kind of bad stuff in it. Mm-hmm. So it turned into what was potentially, if it would have been our bill, it would have been like not maybe a cakewalk, but it would have been a straightforward process to like, oh, my God, the sky is falling. There is um, all this bad stuff. Like they wanted to make uh, an off-road license plate the size of a car license plate. Like imagine that on a motorcycle. Why was it was so, so that vehicles that are going into the places they shouldn't go, law enforcement would be able to see their license easier. Why don't they just have a light light up the whole bike, you know? So they they came up with a whole bunch of bad stuff. And so it took the whole year to really fight that off and to get uh, the bill that we wanted. Kathy did a great job. So she was working just for the San Diego Off-Road Coalition. And I said, Kathy, will you please work with all of the off-road uh, vehicle leaders in the state? And together, we're going to try to work and get a good program. So there was about a dozen different organizations. So the American Motorcycle Association, mm-hmm. they have different uh, groups. Right. So there was a bunch of off-road business association, um, Friends of Oceana Dunes, the American Sand Association. There's all these groups that are, had an interest. So we all pulled together and we all worked on it. And we ended up getting a great program. Kathy did wonderful. So after that, after that success program, um, I got nominated for an award at the uh, Off-Road Motorsports Hall of Fame. It's called the Induct the uh, the Impact Award. So there's a bunch of Impact Awards, and that's not the same as being inducted in the right. Hall of Fame. Yes. It's a lower award, but it's still pretty cool. Yeah. So I got I got nominated for it. I got a free trip to Vegas, and I got to walk around with couple hundred off-road uh legends and i had a thing around my neck that showed that i'm an impact award nominee so super cool so kathy it was just announced that kathy lynch is nominated for an impact award 
So she's going to have her big day. Yeah, we're talking 2021. 2021. So the uh, the event is in three weeks from last night. So I'm going to be going to Vegas. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how the show's going to go on the next day. You probably I, won't be here. I probably won't be able to yeah. be here. I, yeah, I may be hour, calling. Six, seven hour drive. Well, I don't know how the phone works along there. Maybe I can no, call in. It doesn't work all that but, well. But anyway, so you're going to go there. She's gonna so I'm going to go there. Yeah. So the three... Three organizations support her, the ASA, Corva, and STRC. So Amy Granite is having surgery on her foot. She won't be able to go. Uh, Bob Ham, who represents the ASA, he's having a pacemaker installed. He's not going to be able to go. So I got to go, and I got to walk around right. with her. Right. So it's, it's important for that. So I, I'm pretty excited about yeah. this event. It's really fun. I mean, if you like off-road racing, all the stars who can make it are right. there. And right. there, there's old guys and there's young guys. And sure. If if you've, you know, oh, the McMillans are there. And, and what's the event? I mean, it's the sign. Off-Road Motorsports Hall of Fame induction ceremony. But is it just? Is there anything? It's at else? a hotel. But I mean, is there anything else going on with it? Is it like a sand sports show or anything? Or it's is it not just, like a show. Okay, so it's just the inductees. It's just the induction. Gotcha. So when each person gets inducted, they have a little feature about them. They show a movie. Well, they when you say you're going to be talk. walking around, I mean, what's... so it's a big hall, and there'll be I don't know three, four hundred people, and everyone's gotcha. dressed nice. Uh, mm-hmm. The drinks are free. There's a, a silent auction, and everyone's walking around mingling for the first couple of hours. Gotcha. Then they do the right? awards. Then we sit down and we have dinner, and then we go through the awards. Gotcha. So, so there's the uh, the inductions, and then there's the impact awards, and there's a number of war- awards. Right. I, I forget all the categories. I know there's one for Moto and ATV UTC, UTV, which I like motorcycles. So that right. one's, and there's short course, and there's desert, right. and there's rock crawling, and I think there's industry, mm. and there's advocacy. So in advocacy, Kathy That's is nominated. Kathy comes in. And Jared, um, I forget his McLeod. name. McLeod. McLeod is also nominated. So the two of them. So Jared has been helping. He's been on the show here. Oh, he's yeah. been helping Friends of Oceana Dunes for last year, a couple years. And um, both of them have... Uh, but they've been, been nominated, nominated, but they don't know if they've won yet. We don't know who won. Yeah. I don't I, I don't know when you find out, because I never won. <laughs> <laughs> you probably find you, out that night. You might find out that night. You might find out ahead of time, because you, you go up and you, you to speak To make sure a you're going to be there. Yeah, to make sure you're there. And so, you, you know, hey, you might want to put together uh, 30 seconds worth of, of speech. So they're, they're both going to be there. And if you want to vote for somebody... Uh, you need to join the Hall of Fame. Go oh, on, okay. So I, I need to get my money in and, and get my vote in, and it's going to be hard to decide who to vote for. <laughs> um, so Kathy has done some really cool stuff for us. Um, she helped us four years ago get the program uh, reauthorized. Uh, this year, they were we were we've been talking about Carnegie and the expansion land and th- this whole battle the whole time. It's it's been a tough fight for the last five years. Well, they won the battle, but Kathy got us language in another bill. And, and like the last bill of the year, it's the, uh, the, the financial bill that sort of ties up how you pay for everything. Mm-hmm. The last bill, they got language added that money for the Tesla property, $29 million will get added to the off-road vehicle fund. That's a lot of money. Yeah. That's like way more than we were expecting. There we go. So we got. Got to take a break. Oh, sorry. 
That's okay. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, there's a whole lot more S-T-O-R-C Dirt Radio, FM 96.1 AM 1170. The Answer. Dirt Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. This segment is brought to you by PRMI Mortgage. Are you in the military looking for help with a VA loan or if you're looking to buy or refi or maybe just considering a reverse mortgage? Call our local mortgage guy that you can trust. Call Chris Wiley at PRMI Mortgage. For nearly 25 years, Chris has been helping local San Diegans with all their mortgage needs. Give Chris a call at 619-722-1303. 619-722-1303, or just go to primeres.com slash alpine. All right, so we were talking about uh, uh, one of our loyal listeners was nice enough to text us and say that the Motorsport Awards is just prior to SEMA, so if you're going to go to SEMA and you're going to get there early, uh, you might want to see if you could wiggle your way in and see the festivities. Yeah, that was Bo Nice from Tierra oh, del Sol. Yeah, yeah, Bo texted me and, and said, hey, don't forget, SEMA is right after the Off-Road Motorsports Hall of Fame. Gotcha, gotcha. So I was talking about our lobbyist who was nominated for an award, a, a pretty cool award, and she helped us get some language put in SB 155, which which is the final bill of the year. Um, two things. When will that go into effect? I think January 1st. Okay. So that means January 1st, if somebody comes from Arizona, they're going to have to... They're going to need a California um, out-of-state registration right. or in-state registration. And we, if we go to Arizona, we have to have a... We have to have an Arizona out-of-state or in-state okay. registration. So at least it's both ways it, instead yeah. of one way. We have what's called reciprocity. Gotcha. Or actually, we don't have reciprocity with Arizona. Today. But now it's it's both ways right. today. But if you go over to Nevada, we do have reciprocity, Mm -hmm. and they have a program. But not Arizona. But not Arizona, not Utah, not Idaho. And the the funny thing about that is— Did this law cover all those other states or no? The the law is all the states in the country. Oh. It's whatever state. And if they don't have reciprocity, then we don't have reciprocity. Gotcha. That's how that goes. Got it. So those three states are are very conservative, and it's their way of flipping their nose— at the liberal Californians. Mm-hmm. And the problem with that is the the liberal Californians that actually go off-roading are very conservative. Right. So they're kind of say, screwing with their friends. Right. Out, out of the whole state, they've they've taken their closest friends and they're kind of screwing with right. them. So we're screwing back with them and, and hopefully they'll understand and, and they'll get their legislature to change what they're doing. And then if they change, we'll change. Well, if they change, we're automatically will change. The right. way this bill is written, that if they change, then we have changed. Gotcha. So that, that, that was sort of built into the bill. Cool. So I was talking about um, the last bill of the session, and Kathy did a couple of things that helped us immensely. One is a component of the program called the commission. And, and off, this commission, there's an off-road vehicle commission. It's a nexus between people who care about off-roading and the agency that manages off-roading. And they also have some um, some responsibilities, like they uh, approve general plans for the state vehicular recreation areas. So it makes the commission a permanent part of the program, which it wasn't. It was going to sunset next year. So now that's a permanent part. The other part is a, a give and take. 
So we've talked about Carnegie and this piece of land that people are trying to take out of the park and preserve it separate, not with off-roading. So they, we agreed that, okay, you can do that, but you need to make another park to make up for it. Mm. So we have that actually written into the bill that they are going to work on getting an, another off-road park. It sounds hard. I've talked to some people, and they say there's no way in, in hell it's going to happen. It could happen. It's in writing. We're going to work on it. But we the chances might. are it's not. I don't know. I'm an optimist. I think if we work hard and we work smart. Where would you? Where would this park be? Uh, there's an area in Central California not too far from uh, Carnegie that they want to do it. Hmm. There, there's, a, um, there's an area that they have an eye on. Same size or bigger, uh, actually smaller? Actually, three times the size. They're talking about 9,800 acres, and the Tesla property was 3,100. Yeah, but those people that don't want you at the Tesla property, they're not going to want, want us there either. Yeah. Well, we're going to work on it. And yeah. I mean, anything you ever do in government, somebody's going to not yeah. like it. Right. It doesn't matter what you do. And, and sometimes you, you can move forward and make things happen. Well, I would say, okay, so if I'm you don't want us to go to that one, then just let us leave us alone at this one. Yeah. Yeah, so we're it's it's tough and boy it's you know if people live by it we have what's called a nimby and I, a couple of my friends had never heard the term nimby not in my backyard people say not slamming their fist on the right. thing and not in my backyard of course it's not your property so right? you have it's no right property yeah. but still people scream bloody murder um, but there's ways to manage an off-road park uh you know if there's buffer land there's um uh, spark arresters and mufflers mm-hmm. there's there's things we can do uh, it's a trails only park we will most likely get right so that there is a lot of uh criteria for how you design a trail so that it's sustainable um, so there's a bunch of stuff that can be done to make an off-road park that um will go for a long time it will make people happy and it won't bother other people mm. so we'll see how this goes I, I'm i'm pretty excited about it well good as long as you're optimistic. <laughs> I'm optimistic, yeah. I, I was with Jim Sudi uh, and his wife Karen yesterday uh, at Gorman. I was at Hungry Valley, mm-hmm. the off-road park there. They had a big uh, celebration. So, And they were both shaking their heads like, no way in, no way in hell is this going to ever happen. Mm-hmm. Like, well, maybe not, but we're gonna. this is our best shot we've had yeah, in a long time. but you can't time. go into it with that attitude. I'm not going in with a bad attitude. I'm going to go in with, with a smile and a game plan, mm-hmm. and we're going to do the best we can. That's all you can do. That's we, all you can ask for. Yeah. We might get shot down, but you know what? We might get something. You never know. I want to talk about the Desert Advisory Council. Last week, uh, so a week ago yesterday, the Desert Advisory Council had a meeting. Mm-hmm. I was on the, the Zoom meeting from 9 to 3.30 on my day off. So the Desert Advisory Council gives advice to the Bureau of Land Management over the the California desert, right? There's five offices that manage. So the people who run the offices, they come to the meeting, and we talk about stuff going on in the desert. Mm-hmm. You remember two weeks ago, we did the Otai Mountain cleanup. Right. We talked about that. So we went over the mountain, and we picked up trash, and we, we were partners with the Bureau of Land Management. So Otai Mountain is managed by the Palm Springs BLM office. And I don't really know people in Palm Springs office, but I got to meet a guy. His name is Dan Kaysang, and he's the recreation manager 
And so we coordinated the cleanup and, and I got to know the guy. And they're, they're also very, um, they're grateful that we, we did this, right? We're helping their agents. Sure. We're helping them manage the land. And the goal when we do a cleanup is to let the management know that we care about an area and we want to keep open for re- recreation. And we're willing to work and show you we're here to help. So this place, off-roaders like it and shooters like it. There's some areas where people can shoot. And sometimes there's trigger trash. Sometimes there's off-roaders trash. Mm-hmm. There's also international travelers are dropping off stuff, too. Is that what we're calling them? So, yeah, you call International them. travelers? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Or, I don't know, some people call them wetbacks. No, people, I wouldn't call them that, but they're... Or just people trying to make a better life. Yeah. You know, they're coming from... They're illegal places. aliens. Yeah, illegal aliens. Right. And, and I feel for them. They're coming from a better, a, a bad place. They're trying right. to get to a better life. They just come through the right way. And I would like fine. the system to reasonably quickly process those people yeah, and, not three, and help four them years. get to where we need them. Right. But but anyway, they, they're walking in. Yeah. And and they're leaving trash. So the guy that I talked to, um, I worked with. He he calls me a couple days after the cleanup. He goes, "We got a problem down there. The, the California Border Patrol." wants to close that trail because there's too much activity. There's too much illegal activity going on. Yeah, I can't blame him. And he says, we don't really want to close it, but they do. And if we just tell them no, they can go around us to Congress. They can can do stuff. So they're kind of in a a tough position. Yeah, but you you know what the problem with that is? All it's going to take is one issue on that trail between these international travelers and the general public. Somebody gets shot. Somebody gets killed. Somebody gets raped. Somebody gets robbed. Somebody gets beat up. Well, what's, reason, what's most likely is get run over because what they do is they, they get over the fence and they get in the truck and the guy starts driving like mad to get Well, up. that too. So, And I can see where the Border Patrol – the Border Patrol, and I'm only being the devil's advocate here, they've got so much that they have to, to oversee – with a minimal amount of people. And, and so if they can say, you know what, we're closing this trail down. If they said we're going to close it down until this border gets <clears throat> cert- you know, rectified and then open back up again, I think that would be doable. So they've talked they're talking about a 6-month closure. Okay, so now now in my mind when they say they want to do a 6-month closure, that's 6 months it gets everybody used to it being closed. And, then and you don't the think they'll step. ever open that's it. That's the next step to permanent closure. Mm. I'm I'm pretty uh, clear that that's the well, that's that, the bigger that, plan. But is that their track record? Well, I don't know of the um, of the border patrol closing any other routes that I. I well, I know, remember. but how many times have you seen billions of people coming across the border too? You know, and like if Trump was president, there would be more resources down there, and they would. Right. Like we were talking to the border patrol, so we were doing the cleanup, and a, a a guy who wasn't supposed to be there was on the road, and he was like asking for help. So we went down and we told the BLM. They called border patrol, and they said, "Well, it's hard. We don't have enough people. We don't have anyone to go get them." Right. I'm like, "That's weird," because I go dual sporting along the border occasionally, and you always see those guys just sitting there. But anyway, they said they don't have enough resources. So the prior administration had plenty of resources. They really, this was a big issue to them, and I think it would have been solved a completely right. different way. 
there would have been more. Because it's not a big issue with this administration. Like with a good fence and lots of people at work, right. it would be not be a problem. Drones. So this administration, they don't have as much. Um, they don't care as much. They, well, about they don't it. care at all. They have an agenda with all these people. So they want them to come in and vote for them and change the landscape of America. <laughs> they do. I mean, they honestly do. Uh, let's go ahead and take a quick break. When we come back, one more segment right here. S-E-O-R-C Dirt Radio, FM 961. AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks. Welcome back to S-T-O-R-C Dirt Radio, FM 961. AM 1170. The answer. Got bugs in your house? Well, hey, we got some folks for you. K&J Termite and Pest Control. Family owned and operated business for over 45 years of experience. Your family health and home is very, very important to them. So it would be worth it that you give these guys a call. They're safe, reliable, and affordable. And their service will keep your home pest free. For, for, for more information, give them a call at 619-441-7378. 619-441-7378, K&J, Termite, and Pest Control. All right, so you got any other little goodies that's going through? So we were talking about the Otai Mountain Truck Trail. Uh, right. It's something we're going to be working on. I, I know some other people who are um, helpful. Uh, at the DAC meeting, we talk about a variety of topics, not just off-road vehicle use in the desert, but we the the – Otai Mountain Truck Trail did come up, and they, mm-hmm. they discussed it at the meeting. So it's, it's, it went public. Um, they talked about bighorn sheep. It, when you drive out to Las Vegas and you look to the side, you see mountains out there. Did you know that all those mountains have bighorn sheep oh, on yeah. them? I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah, I, I thought they were they're all over the place. And people are managing them. They have about 104 radio callers on them, and they're tracking them all the time. They know where mm-hmm. they go. Right. It's interesting. El Mirage is an off-road park. It's a, a Bureau of Land Management area. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been there during speed trials? No, in fact, they're coming up here. In I want to go. They're coming up. I went to El Mirage a couple of years ago during a cleanup, and I had no idea that Dry Lake was so big it's and huge. so flat. It yeah. took a half an hour to ride around it on my three-wheeler in right. Top Gear. Right. So they have, uh, they have uh, speed racing there. Like who can go the fastest? Land speed record. Land speed racing, yeah. Right. And there's a 200 mile an hour club for that place. Which, Absolutely. Which it's a big place, but when you're going that fast, all of a sudden it's really small. Yeah, it's really small. So they gained a few hundred acres, and they said, "Okay, we're we're gaining 300 acres at El Mirage." Oh, really? So I said, "So now is that like an in holding, or is that pushing the the border out?" And he said, "It's both. There's a number of private in holdings inside, and they're." buying those up, mm-hmm. and then they're pushing the border back somewhere. Oh, so, so that was cool. So you know the windmills by Ocotillo down Highway 8? You're going the, into the desert. The There's, ones that don't turn? Oh, well, they were turning until one of them collapsed a few weeks ago. So they all got turned off. They're trying to figure out what's wrong. Um, so did that's a problem. That? That's did, not the first one to collapse no. either. They, and did you see the post where, I don't know where it was at, but they were burying all the Oh, the yeah, I did see a picture of a. Trying to because there's no way to uh, dispose of them. They're not well. That's how you dispose of them: as you bury them, or you just leave them in a pile. Right. The carbon fiber. I mean, it's a hard material to uh, hard to p- recycle. Yeah, it is. Like well, you, really, you're done with it. You're done with it. Good God. They talked it, about yeah. 
So we talked about Devil's Canyon, which is under Highway 8 as you drop into the desert. So uh, Bo Nice, he texted me. He um, is with uh, Tierra del Sol, and that club has adopted that trail. Mm. And that trail, and, and they're very strict on use on that trail because it's in bighorn sheep habitat. Ah. So they don't just let you in any time. But they are giving seven permits per year for groups to go through there. This year, all the permits are taken, and TDS has three or four of them. I thought that was kind of interesting. There's a solar project going in East Imperial County between El Centro and the Imperial Sand Dunes. It's not an area of big recreational uh, resource for us, so I'm not really going to work on that. The Bureau of Land Management hired two additional advanced emergency medical technicians to help at the Imperial Sand Dunes, which I think is super cool. Mm -hmm. Um, It's the sand is fun. The sand is soft, but when you're going fast and you hit the ground, it It'll hurts. And they have the, the BLM has two rescue buggies. So one of the rescue buggies that, or one of the seats, the driver's seat, you sit there and you drive, but there's not a passenger seat next to them on the right side. A stretcher goes there. Right. And then there's a, a seat behind the driver. So the medic. So they have the driver and they have the medic, and they can put the injured person next to them, and they mm-hmm. can get them out of. Because there's places out there that are hard to get to. Right. Like, like you need some kind of vehicle that's lightweight and mm-hmm. has big sand paddles and horsepower. So they've got that. So That's really great. Uh, they're doing road repairs out there to Lower and Upper Lark Canyon, which is up in McCain Valley, Grayswell, uh, Wash Road, San Sebastian, Gecko Road, and Roadrunner Campground are all getting uh, pavement improvements. Um, they're creating subgroups. They're sort of re-bringing uh, them back to life. A subgroup is an area for the Desert Advisory Council that uh, specializes in the area. So like the Imperial Sand Dunes, they're getting a new one. The Dumont Dunes is getting a new one. And the Mojave Trails National Monument is getting a group. So I'm going to be working on the Mojave Trails National Monument one. I'm interested in that. It cracks me up that we're doing all this infrastructure. We haven't even passed the infrastructure bill. But yeah, we're doing all this infrastructure. Yeah, I, that bill makes me crazy. That's I know, but I mean, so isn't it, much freaking but, money. But isn't it funny? Like they won't be able. How do you spend that much money? Oh, they will have no problem. Yeah, you, you think? But like, it won't be on infrastructure. That's for sure. But yet we're doing infrastructure now, and we haven't even passed the bill. But that's another yeah, story. That's crazy. So yeah, so how do people stay involved? How do people? Or have you still got more stuff? Oh, I got. I could go all day. So oh. the BLM is working on a horse gather. In um oh, let's see, where is it? It's like uh, the, it's called the Centennial Herd, the Naval Air Weapons Station in China Lake. So they're going to try to catch two hundred and fifty horses. The wild horses. Why? Yeah, these are wild horses. They're not supposed to. It's, they didn't go there from the beginning. So they they the biologists believe that the management area can support about one hundred and sixty eight horses. Mm-hmm. That's what they think the desert can support. Well, they estimate there's 750 horses there currently. Whoa. So what happens is if they leave them all out there, um, a lot of them will suffer and die. Well, there's just not just, enough yeah. grass to eat, water, water to drink. And so they capture them, and they give them away. They auction you, them off? No, they give them. You want a free horse? You can have a horse. And one of the problems with that is some it of might the people— be a little hard to ride. It's Yeah, you got to be patient. You're going to have to work on this horse for a while. Um is, is some of them ended up at the glue factory. Unfortunately. So that's tough. It, it's just, a, 
I, I've told people I'm really glad I do not have to deal with the wild horse and burrow problems. Yeah. It, it's hard. The burrows are the same thing. It's hard. Yeah. Like, I mean, burrows are great animals, but if like, how do you tame them? Uh, the BLM has been working on the um, West Mojave Route Project Network. If you live in the greater Los Angeles area and you want to go to the desert, you generally go to the northeast and, and you go up into the high desert and there's all kind of off-roading out there. Mm-hmm. So they've been working for years and another lawsuit has been filed. I think we talked about it a couple weeks ago. The Center for Biological Diversity is is going after the latest. A couple of years ago, the BLM sorted out and finished the Western Mojave Route Network. Mm-hmm. Like There's a whole bunch of trails out there and they, they looked at all the trails. They blessed the trails. They had their specialist look and they said, okay, these trails are good. We're going to put them in the, the network. We're going to put signs on them. They're going to be in the map. They're going to um, they're going to be our routes. So the CBD uh, sued. They didn't talk about the lawsuit. Um, I don't know if they're allowed to or not. But they, it wasn't talked about at the uh, at the DAC meeting. Mm-hmm. Corva may do an intervention in that lawsuit. We're, we're talking about it. The, the, what the purpose would be is to support uh, the BLM. Mm-hmm. in the suit sometimes there's stuff that an agency can't do that an outside entity can do so we would be interested in doing that sdrc san diego off-road coalition we're having our lost lizard fun run yes. november 13th it's coming up quick it's very fun it's an, a poker run it's going to be the base camp will be at the end of wheeler road by superstition mountain we've marked we will mark a 20 mile loop maybe 22 miles mm-hmm. with Regular markers. From each marker, you can see the next marker. That's how we do it. So nobody gets lost. There'll be five checkpoints on the route. Each checkpoint, you'll get a playing card. Whoever has the best five-card stud poker hand, second best hand, and worst hand win a prize. In addition, there's also games at the checkpoints. We heard that one of them is going to have Nerf guns. (laughs) I'm not sure what they're going to do with the Nerf guns, but I'm excited to see. In addition, the lost lizard will be out on the course, and if you find the lizard, you'll get a free raffle ticket. Uh-huh. Did so, you uh, have you got all the checkpoints uh, uh, staff sponsored? We do, yeah. We oh, have, good. We have people for each checkpoint. I don't have it with me. Well, that's good that you found our sponsors for all. So that's we good. have all the checkpoints are taken, and that's can, that can be hard to do. Oh, I know. Talk I remember the people. early ones. We were like, oh my god, who who are we going to get? And now uh, I think we have extra. So we're excited. And, and you know what's funny is it's hard to get people to do it. And I've worked a bunch of checkpoints, mm-hmm. and it's really fun. You set up your game. You have your little station oh, set yeah. up, and all these people come, and everyone's in a great mood, and they're happy, and they want to play the game, and they're, ooh, what card do I get? All right. Well, we're going to have to hit the dusty trail, my friend. See, I told you you could fill it. <sighs> Thank you. I, I we don't know worried. where the girls are, but we're going to take a look uh, and lost, find out. They're lost in the desert. We're look, looking at this uh, this look, YB Races app, yeah. and you can see kind of where they are and relative to the others, and I know they're having a great time. They're looking for the lost lizard. I, I hope that that Jeep keeps running of Audrey's. I do, too. All right. Well, hey, don't go anywhere. Yak Radio, FM 96.1 AM 1170. Got my buddy Daniel Pike. Going to straighten you out when it comes to motorsports right here on FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Thanks for joining us for San Diego Off Road Coalition Radio with Dave Stahl.
the program that is working to further off-roading as a safe family experience while promoting and preserving the natural environment. To learn more about SDORC and how you can get involved, visit SDORC.org. That's SDORC.org. Join us next week at this same time for more of the latest news and initiatives in preserving the use of off-highway vehicles while protecting the land and wildlife at the same time. This has been San Diego Off-Road Coalition Radio on The Answer San Diego. This program is sponsored by Love Radio Network. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.